0: Welcome to another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk, ICRT's weekly interview segment, bringing you conversations from and about Taiwan. I'm Keith Manconi. Today, we're going to be paying a visit to Next Animation Studio, which is part of the Next Media News Empire. For more than half a decade now, the studio has been cranking out animated renderings of the news, some of it just straight by the numbers serious news that can be used to add in that visual element to a story, give your viewers a better idea of how that plane crash happened, uh, how that cancer treatment works. A lot of it, though, uh, is decidedly less serious. Their Tomo News brand is famous for taking something of a, a skewed view on the news, You know, using exaggerated characters, uh, sometimes obscene visual puns to tell their stories. Uh, if, if you've seen it, You know what I'm talking about. There's really no point in me trying to describe it. If you haven't seen it, uh, put down the podcast, take a couple of minutes, Google Tomo News, and watch some of these videos. They are irreverent, they're very funny, well worth a couple of minutes of your time. Well, over the past couple of years, uh, all of this work that they've done has gained some measure of international acclaim. Uh, It's been discussed on late-night talk shows in the U.S., Uh, The studio even got into something of a feud with Conan O'Brien a few years back. So, you know, it's fair to say they've made uh, something of a mark on the international media scene. Uh, And I wanted to know, you know, all these years on, what are they cooking up now? So I recently made a trip over to their studio in Taipei's Nehu district to speak with Michael Logan, who leads the team focusing on international news. We discussed how they keep the animated news chugging along, keeping up with the fast-paced news cycle, and where the technology is leading them in the coming years. Michael Logan, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for coming by. Uh, so the content that you've been developing uh, over the last several years, uh, its you know it's been famous for some time now, 2009, 2010. Uh, famously, uh, you guys animated a little bit about uh, the whole Tiger Woods escapades. That blew up. You later uh, did uh, more content on the JetBlue flight attendant. You've done pretty much every uh, high-profile farcical news piece uh, over the last five years or so. Uh, So you're not the new kids on the block anymore. You're you're, you're a very uh, established sort of operation at this point. Uh, So just give us a little bit of an update uh, and tell our listeners uh, what you're working on uh, now, that you're in the five, six-year mark of uh, operations.
1: I think what we've been doing is, uh, you know, we've been uh, establishing uh, animated news as a medium um, in which you can you can tell the news. When we first started out in 2009, 2010, um, you know, we, we got a lot of criticism. Uh, a lot of people didn't think that animation uh, belonged in news. Uh, now what you're seeing is um, there's a lot of competition out there. Uh, a lot of the major networks in the United States also animate the news. We have more than uh, 50 clients around the world uh, that take our animated news via Reuters. So I think over the past uh, few years, we were just really establishing uh, that animation belonged in the news, and it was a tool that you could use to to tell the story and, and and
0: so the the, the basic uh, process is uh, still pretty much the same. It's uh, looking for those funny stories and trying to find a, a, a new twist on them. Has that been more or less uh, the same trajectory
1: all the way along? Sure. I mean, with Tomo News, uh, it's all about the humor or what other emotion uh, that you can uh, that you can push. Uh, so we tend to look for uh, stories that have legs that are going to go viral. With, uh, with hard news, it's all about filling in the missing action. Uh, so for example, you had this uh, very horrific um, mass shooting in Orlando. Uh, so we'll do a very uh, forensic recounting uh, of that event and animate it. And that animation gets combined with uh, footage and photos. So it's, it's really about um, you know, either uh, taking the headline story and uh, finding uh, details that you can animate, or it's about um, you know finding a viral story or a story that has the potential to go viral and uh, animating it and putting it out there. So International
0: is uh, in the name of your title, so uh, it's definitely a very internationally-oriented uh, project that uh, you manage. Uh, what are the main markets that you're focused on?
1: Is it is it mostly North America, maybe Western Europe? What, what are you looking at? So the... Uh, Tomo News product uh, is distributed in English, and we get about 50% of our audience, uh, you know, in the United States for that. Um, But we also uh, get audience in, you know, India, uh, the U.K., Canada, Australia. Um, So the Tomo News uh, channel uh, that we have, it gets about 60 million uh, views per month. Um, When it comes to stories, uh, we tend to look to the United States But really, um, you know, we're looking for stories uh, that will play well in almost any market. Tomo News is distributed in a number of different languages, and we find that the elements of a good story uh, will work uh, in almost any language that we distribute it in.
0: All right. Uh, Now, many of our listeners have maybe uh, read about tomo news next media animation before so they might be somewhat familiar with this but i always think that it's pretty interesting uh you guys have a, a a pretty unique uh production line that you've set up and that's you know you were talking about the competition a second ago but uh the experience that you've built up over the last five years and figuring out that production line there's a real learning curve there uh and anybody that's going to want to compete with you is going to have to go through a similar process of figuring that all uh, that all out so it's kind of the secret sauce in a way so tell us a little bit about uh i mean Don't get into too much of the nitty gritty if you want to keep it the secret sauce, but tell us a little bit about uh, how you can turn around uh, animation so quickly. I understand it's between three and four hours often that you can make an animated video for a breaking news story.
1: Yes, the process takes about three hours, and uh, we've been doing this since uh, 2010. Uh, one of the reasons that we're fast is we have a vast database of 3D models. Uh, a single model might take uh, about a month to make depending on the on the complexity of that model. Uh, but we have a we have a library of um, probably... Uh, close to 100,000 models. So when news happens, we can go into the database, pull all the models that we need, and the animators can begin to animate. Uh, Another thing that makes the process go fast is we use uh, motion capture. Uh, these are the, you know, the suits uh, that you see actors wear that get the little bulbs uh, on them. How, how we got Smeagol. Exactly. Uh, so you, it's, it's the very, it's the same technology that's used uh, in Hollywood and um, in uh, the games industry. So is there a
0: guy working here that has a full-time job putting on a leotard and, and going through those moves
1: uh, all day? There are several guys and gals that, uh, you know, that's their job. They're... You know, some of them are acting majors. Um, some of them are, you know, animators. Um, and, yeah, their job is to put on uh, what looks to be like a black wetsuit. And it's got uh, little white bulbs uh, attached all, o- all, o- all over their suit. And uh, they act out the motions. Uh, and
0: so, basically, it, it, it's a matter of getting the news, uh, having a writer put down all the facts for the animators, and if it's a funny, if you're taking a funny take on it, finding the jokes in it, uh, turning it over to the guy in the suit, and
1: and then just putting on a, a huge team of animators, is, is that the basic breakdown? So here's the process. It, it begins with the writer. Uh, the writer gets their assignment, and uh, will research the story and write a script. Uh, so it could be a funny script, or it could be a serious script, um, and gathers... You know, visual uh, reference materials as well. That writer will go to a storyboard meeting and explain uh, to the storyboard artist what the story is about. Uh, in that meeting are animators, uh, modelers, and the motion capture people, music and sound effects, and the editors. So he gives the, uh, the rundown to the storyboard artist. The storyboard artist has maybe a half hour to draw out the storyboard. Uh, and then a second meeting takes place, uh, and the storyboard, art- storyboard artist then explains to everybody what the story is about. Everybody goes off, um, the motion capture uh, actors will do the acting, uh, the modelers will go into the database, pull all the models, uh, and tweak them as necessary, uh, and then hand those over to the animators who uh, will then uh, animate the story and take the motion capture data that the uh, ad- that the motion capture actors have given, given them. Mm. Animation comes back um, you know, about three hours later. Then that goes to music and sound effects and the editing team, and they put it all together.
0: All in three hours? Correct. I mean, how many animators are involved in this? It, it feels like this is a very labor-intensive process.
1: So we, we divide everybody up uh, into what we call eggs, and a, a typical egg has about 16 people in it. And they can do eight stories a day, so they're working, you know, in an eight-hour shift. Um, you know, their their job is broken up into, you know, eight hours, and they can do eight animations. At this point, w- do you
0: have any sense for what is the most used character in your repertoire? Is it is it uh, Donald Trump at this point? Is he taking the lead?
1: Yeah, we we've been using uh, Donald Trump a lot lately, uh, and of course we're going to be using Hillary Clinton. Um, Donald Trump has um, been a revelation, I would say, uh, for us. Um, Good for uh, comedy writers around the world, I imagine. Yes, and and no. I mean, if uh, I think the thing about Donald Trump is uh, he makes it too easy, and. Um, you know every everybody knows he 's kind of a buffoon, uh, but you 're not really breaking any new ground by saying he 's a buffoon in your uh, in your comedy so um, I think I would have much preferred a different candidate because uh, you can actually offer some insight about uh, that candidate but i 'm not sure like what further insight that we can offer about Donald Trump that nobody else hasn 't already realized.
0: Mm, the challenges of uh, comedy news writing right there for you. Uh, now, I'm struck by uh, just the fact of how many people are involved uh, in this process. Uh, I, I, and I, I, my understanding is that a lot of your staff, you know, they're from uh, many different countries. It's kind of a, a multinational effort in a way. So let's talk a little bit about uh, why uh, Next Media Animation is happening here, because it's a pretty unique product. You guys got on the ground floor this very early. You, you hit this before anybody else.
1: Do, do you have any thoughts on uh, why Taiwan was the place to do this? Sure. Our our parent company, uh, as you know, is a Hong Kong-listed uh, company. So, you know, Next Media, we have operations in Hong Kong, uh, and we have operations here in Taiwan. But in a lot of ways, the animation studio could only work uh, in Taiwan. Um, I've lived in Hong Kong for seven years, and, um, you know, kids there, they want to be accountants. Uh, they want to work in the finance industry, uh, and that's what they, they train for. You know, in terms of, um, you know, artistic uh, studies, you know, maybe you get a few fashion designers uh, that, you know, work in southern China. But in in Taiwan, uh, I think there's more emphasis uh, just in terms of uh, studying the arts. And I think there's far more creativity here than you find in Hong Kong. And so that's the reason why the studio is based here uh, versus uh, setting up in Hong Kong.
0: Hmm. I mean, it's also very interesting, though, that uh, a lot of the references uh, that you make in your videos, uh, you know, animated references to American culture, uh, North American culture, whoever's writing this stuff is very fluent. I mean, is it uh, a challenge to make jokes that make sense to audiences around the world? And is that something that, uh, you know, it's also important to have a very international uh, staff base for?
1: Yes, I I think, um, I mean, humor can be... uh very culturally specific um you know so for example uh in taiwan in an animation if you're talking about a uh, a husband who's being cheated on uh you might animate a green cap falling onto his head which everybody in taiwan uh knows what that expression uh is correct and um so our our u.s audience uh wouldn't necessarily um understand what that means Mm -hmm. Um, and then there are, are sort of, um, you know, certain expressions uh, in the English language um, that wouldn't necessarily translate here in Taiwan. So, you know, for example, if if I had two people on a bed and uh, they have a salad bowl and they're tossing salad up into the air uh, People who are familiar with the language in the United States know uh, what it is that I'm getting at when I animate that. That wouldn't necessarily translate well here in Taiwan, which we don't need to
0: elaborate at this moment.
1: Well, no, no <laughs> I'm not. Anybody that uh, can picture that in their mind knows uh, what specific image we're going after. Point taken. Absolutely. Point taken. So now you, you mentioned a moment ago. You know the
0: attitudes towards animated news is something that has definitely evolved over the last couple of years. We've been seeing somewhat animated stuff in Taiwan for uh, significantly longer, especially, you know, for example, the front of the Apple Daily. It's much more flamboyant in terms of the way that they uh, present their news than anything I've ever seen in the U.S. outside of maybe the tabloids. Um, Do you think that uh, attitudes towards animated news uh, are are somewhat ahead of the
1: curve in a way in Taiwan? Well, what you just described, I think, is uh, part of the next media culture in that our news is very visual, uh, if you look at Next Magazine, if you look at Apple Daily, uh, news is presented in a visual in a visual way, and that's because uh, when news is presented in a visual way, it's um, you know your understanding of that uh, happens a lot quicker. Um, so when you know when Next Group was setting up uh, its TV station here. Uh, our boss, uh, Jimmy Lai, was looking for a way to differentiate that television news from the competition. And his observation was is that a lot of television news, you don't really actually need to watch it, because it's, it's just talking heads. Uh, you'd, you'd only need to listen to it. Uh, so he wanted to find a way to, to actually give you a reason to watch. Uh, and that's uh, how he came up with animating the news, by providing key visuals Uh, that would help your understanding of the story. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, you know, Apple Daily, Next Magazine, um, you know, uh, the animated news, it's all about emphasizing that visual uh, so that you have a quicker understanding of what's going on. And do you think that,
0: uh, in any way, just given the fact that uh, the Tomo News brand, the, the comedy news brand, is so visible in the West, uh, do you think that that uh, cuts against your argument that no animated news is, you know, very it can be taken seriously? It's a it's a legitimate form of journalism. Uh, do you think that having people, you know, giving them those associations with dancing pandas and and bears and
1: and all the crazy stuff, uh, do 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 you think that that makes it tougher? I don't think it makes it tougher. I, I would say that um, you know animation as a tool in the hands of other media organizations, they do something different with it than uh, than what we do with it. And that's not necessarily an argument uh, against animation. Um, I, th- I think what we, we did was we showed that, you know, animation, which typically took, you know, many years to produce something, uh, you could actually do it same day and therefore apply it uh, to the news cycle. Uh, So the way we use that tool and the way, you know, CNN or ABC News in the United States use that tool, you know, it's very different. And that's reflective of our, you know, respective media cultures. Now, uh, kind of a
0: a big focus whenever you look at uh, any... Taiwanese company or organization that gains some international profile. I think people in Taiwan are always very proud of that. They always want to uh, point to the fact that, oh, you know, it's Taiwan stepping out onto the global stage. Uh, before we started this interview, you said you, you're not quite certain that uh, you are raising Taiwan's international profile. But, you know, when I when I look at the the media that you're getting internationally, uh, the phrase that I kept on seeing over and over again was those crazy Taiwanese animators are at it again. You know, I saw that in so many different news articles. So, you know, there's some recognition that uh, this media is coming from Taiwan. There is something special going on here. I mean, what are your thoughts on the way that uh, the the, the world is receiving your work and uh, perhaps, uh, you know, receiving a little bit of Taiwan along with it?
1: I hesitate to say that uh, we've raised Taiwan's international profile because I, I don't want to say that, you know, we represent all of Taiwan, because obviously we don't represent all of Taiwan. And I, I can't tell you how many times I have read a comment on one of our uh, animations uh, saying, gosh, those guys in Korea are really weird, <laughs> or, or those uh, animators in Japan, they're so strange. Uh, so, Any Thailands yet? Thailand uh, and also uh, infuriatingly uh, China. Mm -hmm. So uh, until our audience gets it right, one hundred percent of the time as to where we're from, I would say that our work, just in terms of raising Taiwan's uh, international profile, is not yet done. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we've we've received. you know a lot of attention we were on Conan O'Brien. we've been on the daily show uh with Jon Stewart uh the simpsons did a parody of us uh so yeah we did create this this thing called Taiwanese animation
0: uh did you lead the charge on uh trying to get those rebuttals to the Conan O'Brien show
1: i uh, <laughs> Yeah, I um, I remember that um, it because it happened um, right over Thanksgiving, and um, basically what happened, I was in New York at the time, and my boss Mark Simon uh, was in New York as well, uh, and Ziggy uh, Chow, uh, one of our marketing people, came in and said, "Hey, you know, I, I was watching Conan last night, and they had this Taiwanese uh, animation, and she she had like uh, you know air quotes when okay. she said Taiwanese animation." Um, because what we found was, uh, he did have a bit on it, but, um, it, it, didn't use any of our, uh, material at all. He, uh, basically had hired a, an animator in California to do his segment and he called it Taiwanese animation. So we were, we were kind of taken aback by that. Um. <laughs> Uh, the fact that he would have this segment and call it Taiwanese animation.
0: But and, it, it boosts what you're saying, that you have created a thing called Taiwanese animation.
1: Yeah, correct. Um, so that's, that's how the feud got started, because um, you know, other people who wanted Taiwanese animation for uh, their shows had gotten in, in touch with us. Um, for example, we had done some work for The Good Wife, the uh, program on CBS, and they got in touch with us and said you know, hey, can you make some something for us? So um, we were upset that uh, Conan uh, didn't get in touch with us mm-hmm. to make his Taiwanese animation, and that's how the feud got started. And uh, we created an, an animation as a rebuttal to his original animation saying, you know, hey, that's a cheap knockoff. That's, uh, I, I guess a lot of people would be surprised
0: that the cheap knockoffs are actually coming from Southern California.
1: We were surprised, and uh, we called him on it, and... Um, you know, he uh, he took it uh, in the spirit in which it was intended, uh, which was, uh, we, weren't, we weren't angry at all, but uh, we pretended to be angry. That's, uh, that's what celebrity feuds are all about. Uh, so let's look
0: now uh, to the future a little bit. And, uh, you know, the technology is changing all the time. I'm sure that you have to adapt uh, along with it. What's coming up in the next couple of years uh, for uh, your studios?
1: Well, we've been focused um, on virtual reality. Um, you know, I think uh, if you go on to YouTube or you go on to Facebook, um, you can see these 360 videos, um, you know, shot with these 360 cameras. And we've done a few uh, animations that are 360. We won an award uh, late last year uh, for a 360 animation featuring Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. It's his wild ride uh, to the presidency. Uh, so that picked up a an award at CES. 360 is kind of like virtual reality light. Um, it you know doesn't have any of the interactivity uh, that uh, people are going to expect with virtual reality. So you know we're looking at uh, HTC Vive and um, you know Oculus uh, right now. Uh, you know we're developing some uh, some content for the HTC Vive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think what you're going to be seeing is um, you know animation uh, news was sort of like the first step. But the next step is going to be virtual reality where you'll actually be able to interact with the news. So I put on my headset and I see that deadly bird pandemic all around me is
0: is kind of the idea. It
1: could be a uh, deadly uh, pandemic. Uh, You could be inside the body, you know, looking at, um, you know, how various diseases, uh, you know, uh, wreak havoc on your body. You could be at some news event and uh, see the news event as it unfolds. And, you know, perhaps, you know, interact with the elements of that news event and maybe try to change the course of things.
0: Oh, okay. So if you uh, have a problem with something Donald Trump said in his speech, perhaps you, you, this would give you the uh, opportunity to express that.
1: Sure. You could walk up to Donald Trump and uh, tell him exactly how you feel. <laughs> there we go.
0: We won't give anybody, uh, anybody specific ideas. Obviously, there's uh, other politicians you could single out. But okay. Very interesting stuff. Um, now, the selling point, though, I mean, this, this, this all sounds like a huge challenge because the selling point for you guys is the fast turnaround. And the more complicated the technology gets, doesn't that mean uh, that fast turnaround becomes exponentially more difficult?
1: Yeah, with virtual reality, uh, we're not at that point where we can animate uh, news inside virtual reality and distribute it same day, which is absolutely necessary if you're going to do news within the news cycle. Uh, so I think our... Uh, Initial focus will be doing stories that have longer legs, you know, so for example, an election um, story, you know, that has longer legs than something that is breaking. Um, But as the technology develops, uh, and as it matures, we will get faster.
0: So I guess the name of the game is just uh, staying uh, one step ahead of all, all the other companies that are working on this.
1: Yeah, I think the name of the game is, is, you know, sort of figuring out where the audience is going to be and what medium uh, they're going to be in. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, right now, uh, audiences are online, um, but, and the, the virtual reality audience is very nascent uh, at this moment. But you have a number of, um, you know, platforms coming online. And as more people spend time in the, in the, in the, on these platforms, uh, you're going to want to be there uh, ahead of them. All right, so a lot of path forwards, a brave new
0: world for news and animation uh, that we're looking at right there. Uh, We've been speaking today to Michael Logan. Uh, He is the content director for international news at Next Media Animation Studio. Michael, thanks so much for speaking with us today. Thanks for coming by. All right, and you can find those crazy videos at us.tomonews.com or you can find the serious news stories if, you know, that's the sort of thing that you're into at newsdirect.nextanimation.com.tw We've got links to all that stuff uh, on our blog post about this episode. That is it for the show. Thank you for listening to another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk. Taiwan Talk is, of course, broadcast every Monday at 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. right after the top of the hour newscast. Or you can find the podcast version wherever you just found this one. You can also follow ICRT on Twitter. Look for us at ICRT News, at ICRT 100, or look for me at Keith Menconi for uh, updates on our programming and updates on stuff going on in Taiwan. We're going to have to round things out there, so signing off from the ICRT studio, I am Keith Menconi. See you next time.